Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, the Red Raiders on the road again. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to see you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On College for $20 off of your first purchase. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you, my man, and soon to hit the road as the Red Raiders are back at it away from United Supermarkets Arena coming up tomorrow. They'll be in Norman, Oklahoma to take on the Sooners. We're getting ready for that one and more as we look across the Big 12. Before we dive into our thoughts, let's hear from Red Raider head coach Grant McCaslin. Excited about the opportunity to continue Big 12 play. We know it's difficult on the road. Every night you watch a game in the Big 12, uh, it's you know, extremely competitive and physical. Um, having faced uh, a team coached by Coach uh, Porter Mosier, just he always has them prepared. I mean, defensively, offensively, they're going to have a great plan. And obviously, they've gotten uh, more aggressive in the way they played. I think the game on both ends, uh, defensively and offensively in, in our league. Um, I think it's all one game seasons and you just got to be prepared for the game that you have in front of you and do the absolute best you can to put ourselves in position to win the game and it's going to be extremely difficult and obviously Oklahoma lost to Texas at home and know that that'll create an edge to this environment that we're stepping into on Saturday. Yeah, in the Big 12 Conference with road wins coming at a premium facing a team that just dropped one on your home floor on their home floor, pardon me. Are you a glass half full, glass half empty kind of guy? Uh, I don't know how Texas Tech will approach it, but uh, you know they will be highly motivated and uh, with their attention gotten by uh, Coach Mosier. That's, you know, <clears throat> again, it goes back to best time to play these guys, worst time to play these guys. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, uh, but that's the the beauty of this league is the – is how teams react. Um, I mean, you're, you're seeing – you're seeing Oklahoma State, you know, they they're on a string of just they're they're, they're just losing. They went zero and five or zero and six uh, to start out the league. I mean, the Red Raiders were zero and eight last year. You haven't seen anybody they'll be able to string them together and rattle off five or six wins in a row. So everybody, you know, is beating up on each other, and then you're you're reacting to these losses, and you, uh, it's just it's hard to create that edge that for most teams when you play against them, when they've come off of a loss um, and it's uh, and, and the red Raiders will have to deal with that uh, versus Oklahoma tomorrow, because I think Porter Mosher even talked about, they gave up like a, it was like a 19 to four run late in that game to Texas. Uh, he talked about Texas being more physical, their guards being more physical than, than his were, um, all, all the things that I would, but he, and he did talk about too, that his team was tired in that second half. You know, he, he looked like we, we just, we just looked, uh, out of gas a little bit and they, they took it to us. They were more physical, all those things. When you hear all that, what do you think they're going to work on? What do you think they're going to, the, the emphasis is going to be, it's going to be, 
physicality and you know and and all all the stuff and and they'll have an edge to them you know and you've got to match it if you want a chance to win on the road that's just kind of how this deal works but last trip to norman uh for these red raiders uh and myself uh i have been many many times it is not an intimidating place to play the lloyd noble center it's a you know an older uh building um that's not necessarily built for specifically for basketball they're having a gymnastics meet i think in there tonight uh and oklahoma is like one of the tops in the country as far as that goes but it's uh it's not a place that's been kind to you you know you've only won a couple of times that i can remember uh in in your your in my time doing this the last uh, 15 years or so so it's not it's not necessarily been kind to you um but yeah i i uh, i think this may be it as far as trips to Norman, Oklahoma, at least for football and basketball, I don't, uh, I don't foresee any of that. So this is kind of a, we'll pour one out at, at some sooner bar uh, tonight and uh, RIP the Lloyd Noble Center for the Red Raiders, huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll all be losing sleep over no longer getting to visit <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma. Um, I don't know, you know, the schedule this week. I heard Coach McCaslin talking about a couple of days off, but getting back after it uh, on Tuesday. I think then maybe a lighter day on Wednesday, but. Um, it really sounded like in his weekly conversation on his coach's show that uh, he was thankful for a bit of a respite as far as the grind is concerned in these five days to still have some practice time and, and some hard stuff there, but uh, to be able to rest some of these guys as well. And you'll have the energy to to match, uh, you know, Oklahoma. But what happens is, is if you if you go in and you play a team with the ed- <clears throat> with an edge to it or, or, or a sense of urgency, like I, I like to call it. And you're just kind of, you know, borderline, you know, gas half gas tank half full. It it, it sometimes can end up lopsided. Uh, but I think that's the, you know, before your two road trips here to Norman and to Fort Worth, yeah, you you had some some time off and able to adjust and rest. And I think yeah, it benefited you. Um, I don't think there's anybody around there, even though you just come off of a win. And you know how that goes. It's like, wow, we're finally figuring it out. We're finally playing well. Don't want to stop now, you know. But I, I think that everybody, coach, player, uh, everybody involved was like, okay, th- this is a good thing. The timing is good. And heck, man, you kind of wish you had another one, you know, in three or four weeks because uh, you're about to like ramp it back up and with, with not much time in between games and quick turnarounds and all those things. But yeah, Oklahoma will be ready for you with two really good guards. Yeah, curious to uh, hear what you think about them as a team because Texas Tech is coming off of a couple of games against good teams, but teams that did things well in different ways. We saw those two square off earlier in the week in Houston and BYU there from Provo. Are there similarities calling back to these previous two games when you look at Oklahoma? Is it a totally new experience? What have you seen from the Sooners? You know, so Oklahoma was in the uh, top, uh, they were like in the top, ranked in the top twelve uh, two to three weeks ago. Uh, they they were they were undefeated for a, a while, then played at North Carolina in the non conference. Uh, I think before Christmas, and and lost that one like most would. Um, and and they but they've lost three out of the last five. Uh, most of their I think all, all everything you know the, those last th- three of, of five losses they've been in the Big Twelve Conference. Uh, they do have a big win over Iowa State. Which I think is is we're seeing is is a pretty impressive win. Now it was at in Norman, 
but you know, like you, 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 I looked up the net rankings: Tech thirty-four, Oklahoma thirty-five. Um, you know, quad one wins. The Oklahoma's two and three. Guess what? You are two and three. Um, they're they're three and one in, in quad uh, two games, um, and uh, but they and they're led by two guards and JV and McCollum, who is a transfer from Siena, and then uh, Milos Uzan, that was there last year, and that's kind of they play off of those guys. Uh, I think that you know they're, they're just very athletic. There's some depth there, uh, and I think when they play well, they're they're a scary matchup, but they're not like good enough to show up and not play well and still win. That's kind of like a lot of teams in the Big 12, Texas Tech is very similar to that. Uh, that and we, I don't know if we've identified the teams that have that can show up and just not play particularly well and still win, especially like a road game. So, uh, but Oklahoma is very similar to you. I mean, and, and think about it. When I tell you the net rankings, th- this is basically some of these games that you're playing. These are NCAA tournament games. That's the equivalent of of what the competition you're getting night in and night out. That's just kind of and and the sense of urgency at some level. Yeah, there's going to be that feel typically in the Big 12 conferences. You near March, and when you get to March, you're thinking, hey, I felt this before. So hopefully a benefit uh, to Texas Tech or any other team that's going to be able to make it that far. I was kind of curious just looking back over some previous OU outings. at, uh, And, of course, coming off of this BYU game where uh, it was three-pointers aplenty, um, I think OU is coming off of like five or six straight games where they haven't shot any better than 33% from beyond the arc. I think it was like 21 against Texas, but still putting it up 19, 20, 22, 23 times or so. So uh, I guess trying to shoot themselves out of that slump, if you will. I don't know if you call it a slump, if that's uh, been the case for as long as it has, only around 34% for the season from beyond the arc. So I I don't know. That may be some dramatic shift, at least as far as the threat is concerned uh, from the last outing for Tech against BYU to this one, though it does seem like they'll still put it up plenty of times from a long distance. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time, and you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you'll never have to because it's always a breeze using the Game Time app where you'll find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guaranteed. And right now, if you happen to be in Vegas for the big game, all users get $100 off when they buy that ticket with their code Vegas. 100. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins, which means Game Time is the place to find last-minute seats to any event. The fastest and easiest way to buy tickets, but not just fast, also secure and simple to use. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. And right now, again, all Game Time users can get $100 off of a big game ticket with our code VEGAS100. That's V-E-G-A-S-100. 100 terms apply just download the game time app and use the code vegas 100 for 100 dollars off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game just use our code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed yeah th- th- this is a points in the paint outfit is what this is th- this is uh you know th- they're not uh, a great shooting team. Uh, I, I think they 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 can, and and that's what would make you nervous tomorrow. As if you know, because sometimes teams just blow up; they just everything goes in, and and it's one of those deals. Uh, but you you know you you will have to pay attention to that. But this is typically an outfit that is a uh, like I said, they thrive in points in the paint. Uh, that the, these two guards, uh, two and twelve that I just mentioned, uh, McCollum and, and Uzon, they're they're very athletic. They get in. 
pick and rolls and and basically they're they're heavily involved in every action on offense with the ball in their hands and and then they try to to get into the lane and then and then get other people involved i think in like you you can go look it up like in wins they're like 40 ish points in the paint is what they score in losses on average it's it's 30 you know so that's kind of the difference if you can keep them out of the paint and and force them to be perimeter oriented and maybe they they don't make those shots that's kind of the rub there but if you if you let them go wild around the basket or, or get into the lane and, you know, what, what, whatever it may be off of some of that pick and roll stuff, uh, that, then that's where, that's where you falter. So, and, and like, you know, and Grant will tell you, you know, he, he, he talked about this some this week in various settings, but you know, the, his biggest concern about his team is, and is going to be, this is not going to change. It's rebounding. You know, he he just knows that it's uh it's an Achilles heel. He knows that it kind of tips the scales or can tip the scales to their benefit or to their detriment. And uh, I I think uh, th- this is again like second chance opportunities and and some of those putbacks and things like that. Those equal points in the paint, you have to eliminate that. And so really you hate to say win the battle on the glass. Well, it, it's such an obvious, but in some matchups it's, there's like a spotlight on it, you know, and this may be, <laughs> this may be one of those. I feel like Texas tech coming into the year, of course, that was a huge worry. And for the most part, it has not been a, a point of advantage, but uh, somehow, some way they've found a way uh, to battle a little bit better on the glass than maybe I anticipated. Not maybe my expectations were just way too low. Uh, Cause again, I don't know that that matchup is, typically left anybody just uh, smiling from ear to ear as far as the numbers go. But uh, I don't know if there's been some timely ones or what, but they've been a little tougher, I think, there than I anticipated. Maybe that's what we should attribute it to, uh, is just some toughness. Yeah, and, and I, I think you're there, there's some team rebounding aspects here. I think your guards have been a bit better. I mean, what did we talk about Pop Isaacs last uh, weekend? He's, what did he tally, like four or five rebounds? I mean, th- those are big. Uh, every one of them, you know, and I, I think what's what's interesting is there's been games where where Warren hasn't, you know, and maybe he's he's putting a body on somebody and allowing somebody else to get the rebound. So it's not just from a number standpoint, though, he hasn't secured as many rebounds as you would think uh, and 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 maybe needed to on some occasion. I don't know, but uh, he's done so many other things well, but uh, like like kind of, OK, I'm not going to rebound this game, but I'm going to I'm going to be the. Uh, yeah. A dime dropper here uh, and, and, and play point guard, uh, but yeah, it's been it's been maybe a bit better. Um, but I think Grant emphasizes it, and that's what he told me after the BYU game. It was like, hey man, you looking forward to the the bye week and all those things? And he just like got into the conversation, like, well, yes, uh, Joe's tired. We've talked about that, but then he's he's like, we we will spend some time this week uh, getting better uh, on the glass, you know. Um, with whatever drills that they wanted to incorporate and, and all that and identifying who's a crasher, who's getting back and all, all, all those uh, uh, things, the game within the game. But I thought that was pretty telling. He's still talking about it as the week has gone along. And then, and then he, he knew it from the get go uh, after that game ended last week, because like you're about to play two very long and athletic teams. This is these next two teams in Oklahoma and TCU are going to be very similar to like how, uh, Kansas State was built, and they gave you all kinds of problems, and that was a home game. But that's what you're you're, you're dealing with—the level of athlete. Not any 
not any all-world talents, but plenty of depth and talent athleticism that, that can give you all kinds of problems if you don't shoot it well. But athleticism and length really can be a difficult time for you on the glass. Yeah, McMillan, another one of those guys just off of a fresh memory that uh, was doing some work there most recently uh, on the glass as well as a guard. Man, thinking of those guards from last game to heading in to this one, uh, Pop Isaacs with 32. How do you follow that up? You think Pop's name has been mentioned this week uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, or at least his jersey number? I bet so. And as we've talked about Joe Toussaint and this week with a little bit of rest available to these guys, but also to Joe, you know, guys like him, Darion Williams, uh, as well, hoping to see them get back in a more impactful mix, at least from a scoring standpoint uh, in Norman. But I don't know, Chris. I think uh, when you're talking about you know a follow-up act to what we saw from something like what we saw from Pop Isaac, it's going to be very, very difficult to do so. Probably going to be a day, and this is rocket science here, listen in closely to this expert analysis, probably going to be a day where you're going to need some teammates to lift you up a little bit, right? Because I imagine, as typical, uh, he's going to be a big-time focal point <laughs> whenever they tip things off. Yeah, and teams are going to try to be very physical with him. Um, I think they're going to try to bump him and and be very physical with him and and all those things. But he's going to get his he's going to get his shots. Um, and and if and if he's not, he'll just pull up from near half court, uh, and it, and it and it very well could go in. I mean, that's just kind of how how he rolls. I love it. Um, uh, you know, but but the key here, I think you mentioned him. That's the that's the guy. Joe Toussaint is the guy that you know. Hey, one he was tired. Uh, he he had not had a, a great week last week, but he'll have a high level of sense of urgency and he'll have some toughness and he'll embrace, you know, the okay we're going to be you know the, the the physical guard component that Porter Mosier talked about that his guards got out physical. Well, if they try to impose their will on on Joe and Pop, I mean J- Joe will be more than ready for for something like that. So. Uh, that that's really probably where this game will be won, man. Is is the, the those two duos and, and how and, and and again, there's other aspects too. But th- this is kind of this is kind of how this league is working right now. You know, um, the combination of your of, of a your guard duo versus versus theirs, and you know, we'll see kind of what we get here. But I would expect Joe to bounce back big time. And what what does that look like? I'm not sure. I'm not saying he's going to go for thirty. Uh, but I just think uh, uh, a low turnover, you know, just, you know, I, I think a well-rounded game. There's not many opportunities uh, to look at a road contest and think like, all right, here's one to swipe one. Well, And with all due respect to the Oklahoma Sooners, I, this may be on the short list of like, I, I don't know, can you sneak in here and get one? Like, you know, going to Fort Worth. Uh, I Again, it's a very, very short list if the list exists at all. But would you put this in that kind of category as far as just the best shot at doing it? It's funny. I, I I think these these next two games are very similar in a variety of ways. They're not intimidating places to play. You haven't just had a ton of success in either building. You're good enough to beat either one of these teams. Uh, am I going to sit here and tell you, you're winning both of these games? No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, th- I think if you can figure out a way to split them and win one of the two, I think you've done worlds of good for yourself. Um, but Oklahoma is going to be probably uh, like about a two and a half to three point favorite over you, which should tell you a lot. You know, now, 
either one of these teams, Oklahoma included, um, they're good enough to beat you by 15 or 20 if you just show up and, and don't don't play well, and they do. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, that that's just kind of how it works. Uh, but no, the, the, these are these are within reach. This isn't like a we have to play perfect type of scenario. Uh, like many times when I walked into Allen Fieldhouse, you're like, right. well, there's keys to the game. Well, how much time do you have? There's like 17 of them that that we must do. Uh, we got to check all the boxes and uh, to to get out with a win. But uh, no, I mean th- th- these are this is a winnable one for sure. But it, it's not in any way is it going to be easy. And the sense of urgency part of it. Like if you if you're if you're a tech fan, you're wanting Oklahoma to, to have beaten Texas. Now, Texas, by virtue of their winning that game, it helps your net ranking and all that because you've won in Austin. But still, I just think that sense of urgency deal, it, it's just the bounce back, man. It's a real thing. And you could tell your kids about it so much, but until you get out there and deal with how much harder they're playing or or whatever, you know, it's just uh, you know, you gotta experience it. This one probably as difficult on that list of those you're traveling away uh, to visit, but you still got like a Morgantown trip, which I mean, you'd like to think was not going to be as daunting as it has been in some other years, but what have they done on their home floor? Just go back and check the tape. Uh, You've got a trip to Stillwater still coming up. You know, you think about like Fort Worth and maybe sometimes you can get some red and black uh, in that building. So that, that's the context that I, I mean it within. But, oh, and uh, Waco is going to be extremely difficult yeah. uh, in their new building. Yeah, I mean, you've got – but I, I agree with you. I think that's uh, – I think it is one of the more winnable opportunities. But, again, going to be very, very tough. Yeah, when we say winnable, it may be instead of a 0.2% chance, <laughs> it's like a 5% chance, which seems huge in the Big 12 Conference. Speaking of the Big 12, let's get to the weekend upcoming for the league before we get out of here, Chris. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And football is close to wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So many ways to spice up the action with FanDuel's safe, secure, and easy-to-use app. Are you really even parlaying if you're not visiting FanDuel's Parlay Hub? I doubt it. So get to FanDuel.com slash locked on today. And if you're a new customer, take advantage of $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place only a $5 bet with FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Official partner of the NFL. Uh, Kansas State, Houston from Houston. We'll kick it off tomorrow morning. Say a prayer for Tangs, boys. (laughs) Uh, Kansas Man, and, and have you followed that controversy? I've seen a little bit of it, yeah. So from Iowa State, I, I'm watching this the other night, and it's getting pretty heated between these two head coaches. Um, and, and there's something that's gone on in the stands. And then last night, I see that there's some accusations that Kansas State suggesting that Iowa State was like filming their timeouts or had managers stashed around oh. there and they were potentially relaying those I didn't see that part. Via, oh yeah I mean so who knows but <laughs> whoo, it was spicy and then we had Twizzler guy if you don't know what I'm talking about uh go there there was the scores table guy watching TJ Altsenberger and Jerome Tang yelling at each other and he had a big old giant red Twizzler hanging out of his mouth <laughs> and he's just like it was like his version of popcorn like you know like oh I'm here for the show but it was a giant red Twizzler yeah, so I hate Twizzlers, but uh, yeah, so I don't know how Kansas State will bounce back, but uh, bottom line is it may not matter. 
say a prayer for the for Ema uh, this evening. When you hit your head on the pillow, man, good luck, gentlemen. You will need it. So a little espionage uh, possibly involved. Maybe. I'm uh, here for the drama. Farmageddon. Hey, if it's good enough for the national champion, Michigan Wolverines, surely it's good enough for the rest of us. Uh, Kansas, Iowa State from Ames, another road trip that you've still got ahead of you and one you certainly don't qualify as any easy challenge. Curious to see if the Jayhawks uh, might stub their toe there. Iowa State 15 and four now into the top 25. I feel like it was kind of a, I don't know, was it like a quiet arrival into the Big 12 conference of sorts? But then all of a sudden they start making noise and here we go. The Cyclones four and two in Big 12 play and uh, with the top 25 ranking. Well, Iowa State is 12 and 0 at home this year. But I'll just tell you, this is the game that these are the games that Kansas, because again, you're right. You look at it, Iowa State hadn't lost at home. It's tailor made, uh, you know, but these are the games that Kansas wins. And this is why they win the, the, the league title more often than not. You know, um, they, they they go in and they went. And, and now, granted, they've dropped a couple of road trips th- this year, too, which has been a, a bit baffling. But it's not going to surprise me at all if Kansas gets this done. Uh, I mean, because it, it, it it's not necessarily what you would expect. So we'll keep an eye on that one. That's a big one uh, right there, like for for both teams, obviously. Uh, I am, I am uh, you know, the next one you may talk about is the UT at BYU. I'm yep. kind of fascinated there because – Speaking of sense of urgency, BYU's now dropped a couple, and Texas has now won a couple, and so BYU really needs to bounce back and 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 all that. But maybe Texas is starting to figure it out, and you know they 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 tapped into something a little bit. So that's an interesting result that you'll get there. Yeah, Texas now five hundred in the league at three and three. BYU has fallen to two and four. I thought it was. You know, a, de- a decent bounce back outing for BYU against Houston following the loss against Tech. That that was kind of a wild game because you'd look up, BYU's down by like 10, and it's like, oh, tie ball game. Okay, we're down by 10 again. And it was like, oh, okay, they're back within a possession or two, but they couldn't pull off the win at the end of the day. Credit to Houston in front of a hostile environment. I don't, is that like 18, 19,000 or something? At um, the Marriott Center, yeah, man. Yeah, they're in Provo. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, those people, it's like football was the same way. It's like, man, y'all got a lot of energy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, golly, I mean, a lot, lot of, a lot of positive energy, just yelling and screaming constantly. It's like, whoa, um, you know. And, and and BYU had great. They had a couple of great looks at the end of that game from three. One from Trevin Nell, man, who's one of the best shooters in the league, if not the country, and he just missed it. And then he fouled out uh, on the, I think, on the long rebound. He ended up fouling out on the scrum, and that kind of sealed their fate. I still think BYU's a a, a pain to deal with, uh, but if they don't win this one, you kind of wonder where it goes from here. But uh, you yeah. know, I, I would expect uh, BYU to play well, so we'll see if if uh, Texas can go steal one though. Yeah, could fall to two and five in the league with the loss. I think the other interesting one of note is in Waco against uh, Texas Christian as they visit the Baylor Bears. Texas Christian in the top 25, falling out of the top 25. They're three and three in the league. Baylor three and two uh, in the league. Who do you like here, Bears and Frogs? Again, this is like Iowa State, Kansas to me. It's not going to surprise me a bit if TCU goes in there and, and wins, but Baylor has been off this week. Uh, and they're, I think they've lost two in a row. 
So again, what do you think you're going to get from them? I mean, my that that would be my guess. Uh, boy, they, they've sat on, you know, they had the mini bye week like Texas Tech did, and they've been sitting on a couple of losses because this was your fear of if you lose against BYU last Saturday, you're going to have to sit around and just wait and then stew on it and yeah. not do anything to fix it. But I, I'm guessing Baylor plays well here, which means. If that's the case, you'll get TCU coming off of a loss uh, on, on Tuesday <laughs> night. Yeah. And and, and this isn't going to register with anybody other than that West Virginia and Oklahoma State game is an interesting one because that's a game somebody's going to win it. And those are the two teams that are two, two of the lower ends of the standings. But Oklahoma State really needs to win that one. Because if you look at it, you just wonder, okay, where are they going to get one if they don't, you know, and they're not a bad team. That's the crazy thing. Like I watched them, and I mean, they've got good players. They've got length, depth. They got a McDonald's All American freshman at center. Um, you know, I mean, all, but it's just they. This league has just chewed them up a little bit. They had all those travel problems, you know, and all that, which nobody's going to feel sorry for them. And it sounds like an excuse, but you know, I, having gone through some of those things, it has a real effect on teams and all that. When you catch a couple of bad breaks, and then you just can't get your feet back under you. But this is one that's kind of like a must-win type situation for Oklahoma State, I would think. They need it. Um, You know, West Virginia's gotten a couple to kind of keep their head above water just a little bit, but Oklahoma State desperately needs it. And the other one is UCF at Cincinnati. Heck, man, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Oklahoma State 0-6, and when you're talking about some of the players they have on the floor yet being 0-6, sounds like a recipe to be looking at the man standing on the sideline wondering what exactly is going on there and Last ball game I saw in Stillwater, they uh, had about, I don't know, maybe a baker's dozen there in the stands. So that's never a good look either uh, for a head coach. So wondering where that train is heading and when it could jump off the rails, uh, assuming it's not already. All right, wild and woolly stuff on tap again here in the Big 12 Conference. You know it's going to happen somewhere, somehow. Had some wild finishes last Saturday uh, here locally and afar. So curious to see what it'll bring. Can't wait for all the action. Chris, enjoy the ball game, and uh, we'll be back to digest it for better or worse on the other side, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah, full slate uh, tomorrow of games. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, obviously, the, the Chiefs and you got the conference championship games on on Sunday, so it should be a good weekend of uh, of sports. And we'll uh, be a quick turnaround for these Red Raiders is uh, back on the road Monday afternoon, uh, and then you know, uh, Tuesday night at six o'clock for TCU, but we'll bring it uh, back here and be back here for all of it. So hopefully the Red Raiders play well in Norman and uh, you build off of it. So anyway, keep hope alive. Enjoy the weekend, people. Don't do anything I wouldn't do or maybe do it anyway. I don't know. (laughs) That leaves the door wide open, boys and girls. All right, subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks for being out there. And we hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.